right, folks, here we go then. Start of a brand new, what is sure to be busy news week. Welcome aboard Philip Ward Show Monday night. It is 11.06 on the East Coast, 8.06 on the West Coast. We have now entered the 798th day of slowing the spread. Can you believe that? Wednesday of this week will be the 800th day of slowing the spread. Believe that or not, 15 days to slow the spread. No, 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 no. We're going to need 30 days to slow the spread. Now we are going to be entering 800 days on Wednesday. You trust the federal government? I sure don't. The Joe Unity Biden administration now has... 972 days left for all of us to endure. Folks, we got to start with the monkey pox. Now, have you heard of this yet? Because there are some <laughs> truly outrageous headlines about this new virus that's going around, that's floating around. Um, uh, you know, I'll give you all the facts about it in a second here, but... <laughs> Listen to some of the headlines when it comes to monkeypox, all right? Uh, CNBC, CDC, we like to call them the DNCDC officials, sound alarm for gay and bisexual men as monkeypox spreads in community. New York Slimes right earlier today, why the monkeypox virus is not like COVID-19, which by the way, it isn't folks. I mean, at, the, at at this point in time, I don't think it should be something that a lot of people are, are really starting to worry about. Well, that is unless you're in the gay and bisexual community. DNCDC are warning about that. Like I said, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, AP writes this, expert says monkeypox likely spread by sex at two raves in Europe. New York Post earlier today, monkeypox outbreak may be blamed on sex at European raves, World Health or uh, Organization expert says. The Daily Caller report on this earlier, I have their article here in front of me, and they write this, the global spread of monkeypox is largely being driven by sex between homosexual males, health authorities are warning. They write, most of the roughly 200 confirmed cases throughout North America and Europe can be linked to sex among men, World Health Organization said today. The numbers have grown exponentially since two cases were confirmed in the United Kingdom less than two weeks ago. First cases of 2022 identified outside of Africa. The United States and Canada have each confirmed at least five cases in their countries. This is according to CNBC. The European outbreak is believed to be the largest in the history of the continent. The virus is not technically a sexually transmitted disease, but it is spread through close physical contact with an infected person or linens they have touched, according to the World Health Organization. By the way, 
You want to trust the World Health Organization? God bless you. Go ahead, be my guest. I'm never going to trust the World Health Organization. Remember, they were the people that were saying on January 14th, "Well, COVID can't be can't be transmitted human to human." Why? Well, because China told us that it can't be that way. All the World Health Organization is is a mouthpiece for China. By the way, this new pan slash pandemic World Health Organization treaty that they're putting forward, which basically says that they can say and do whatever you want and if they, whatever they want. And if you say that they're wrong or you say something that's con contradictory to what they're point, uh, putting out there, then you automatically must be wrong. You must be disseminating misinformation, disinformation, you know, anything that if, if the so-called global elitists if they disagree with that well that that must be exactly what you're doing anyway so quote uh world health world health organization advisor andy seal says quote many diseases can be spread through sexual contact you could get a cough or a cold through sexual contact but it doesn't mean that it's a sexually transmitted disease all right so then we have as well and this was on friday Outbreak of monkeypox linked to. <laughs> Listen to this headline, folks. Listen to this. And again, I'm reading it here. Yeah, I, I truly don't think anybody could make this up. Outbreak of monkeypox linked to mass to massive festival for the gay fetish community. Three. Again, this is on Friday. Three confirmed cases of monkeypox have been linked to a homosexual fetish festival in Belgium, health authorities said on Friday. <laughs> this is what it's called, folks. Again, I'm reading word for word. I'm not making this up. I don't know. I, I, I just, I kind of want to know who makes up the name of the... <laughs> Of the, of the Gay Fetish Community Festival in Belgium. The Darklands Festival in Antwerp has been linked to all three. Again, remember, this, is, this was from Friday. Been linked to all three at that point confirmed cases of the disease in Belgium. Following four days, <laughs> four days of partying. That began on May 5th, according to the AFP. The festival's organizers said on their website that the Belgian government had asked them to inform inform attendees, excuse me, the voice is kind of going a little bit, to inform attendees that the outbreak was likely caused by, by a fetish goer bringing the sickness from abroad the the organizers said quote there's reason to assume that the virus has been brought in by visitors from abroad to the festival after recent cases in other countries so dark lands that's the um let me get this right gay fetish festival dark lands is a <laughs> dark lance i do apologize folks but this i mean this is a lot to read and get through but hey 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 we're trying to inform the public here folks that's what we do here on the philip ward show 
Dark Lands is a self-described gathering where the, where the quote, various tribes in the gay fetish community. <laughs> this is, folks, this is word for word what they say. Leather, rubber, army, skinhead, puppies, etc. Et come together to create a unique spectacle of fetish brotherhood. I mean, the, okay, hold on. So we, so we have the Darklands Festival. That is a gay fetish festival where you have people from various... Now, by the way, if they're partaking in this gay festival, what are they talking about a fetish brotherhood? I mean, doesn't that sound a little weird? It, it is if you ask me. But again, folks, I have no idea what any of this stuff means. I have no idea of the various tribe. All I know basically is that there's the LGBTQs and the uh, ABCDs and the EFGs and that so I mean so much they put all of the letters of the alphabet in there. They put they're probably going to stick numbers in there soon enough. So they just put a big plus. So this way this way you're not offending anybody. You have a plus. I mean, it's sort of like LGBTQ and all the above and all the rest as well. They, I mean, they, the folks, these people are running out of names that they had to put in a plus because there's a new name, there's a new gender every single day, according to these people that have a mental illness. Oh, Philip, you can't say that. So anyway, in the Darklands, in Antwerp, in Belgium, the Darklands, the various tribes in the gay fetish community... I, I mean, I don't even, what do you call it? The leathers or the rubber. Hey, buddy, what are you? Can't you see? I'm a puppy. How about you? I'm a leather. How about you? I'm a rubber. <laughs> God bless them. This, the, the spectacle of the fetish brotherhood. Now, see, so that's in the Daily Caller. CNBC reports and says DN, CDC officials, Sound alarm for gay and bisexual men as monkeypox spreads in the community. So the DNCDC alerted the gays and the bisexuals, the gay and bisexual men, that the monkeypox appears to be spreading in the gay and bisexual male community globally. Warning people, take precautions. If they have been in close contact with someone who may have who may have the virus and to be on the lookout for symptoms. So, folks, if you know anybody out there who is a um, let's see, a leather or a rubber tribe or an army tribe or a skinhead tribe or a puppy tribe, just be on the lookout. That's what the DNCDC is warning. Doctor John Brooks actually is his name. Emphasized that anyone can contract monkeypox through close personal contact regardless of sexual orientation. However, Brooks said many of the people affected globally so far are men who identify as gay or bisexual. Though some groups have greater chance of exposure to monkeypox right now, the risk isn't limited only to the gay and bisexual community. He cautioned, he says, quote, 
We want to help people make the best informed decisions to protect their health and the health of their community from monkeypox. Now, Joe Unity Biden weighed in on monkeypox, saying, quote, that the cases of monkeypox are, quote, something that everybody should be concerned about. So that's what he said uh, over the weekend. Today, uh, this is in BizPack Review, President Joe Biden was evidently premature when he said the recent monkeypox outbreak was something to be concerned about because earlier today, Biden clarified that people are justified in their concern over the monkeypox as well as other parts of the country, you know, here in the United States as well as all throughout the world. But by the way, Joe Unity Biden is in Asia. He made his way to Asia. You know, while we're paying record high gas prices and we're dealing with a Biden border crisis, we're dealing with a Biden baby formula shortage, he's all the way over in Asia. Wait, I tell you what he said earlier today, too. Because again, you know, it goes to show at what point are we going to start questioning Joe Unity Biden's motives? He was saying, I haven't underperformed, I've overperformed. By the way, we've now hit over 100 days and no interview from Joe Unity Biden. So, uh, over the weekend, he says it's something to be concerned about. But then today, he claimed it is, quote, not as scary as COVID. So, that's where Joe Unity Biden is. Oh, and he made a comment where his staff had to, again, walk back what he said. But anyway, on the topic of um, gay and bisexual men, we have here a, a report that came out earlier today. San Francisco, now remember, Mayor London Breed in San Francisco. San Francisco, one of the most liberal cities in the entire country. Uh, their mayor, London Breed, one of the most liberal mayors in the entire country. Earlier today, she comes out and says, I am not attending the Pride Parade in San Francisco. Why? Because there's supposedly a ban that prohibits law enforcement officers to wear their uniforms. How about that? You want to go to the Pride Parade? If you're a police officer, you can't wear your uniform. No way. Uh, uh, uh. We can't have that at the Pride Parade. Now, this is in San Francisco. We got, we got a lot to get into on San Francisco here. London Breed says, I loved Pride Parade and what it means for our LGBTQ. Now, it's interesting here because I don't see a plus. Ooh, and ain't gonna resonate well with her voters. Community and for our city. It's one of my favorite events of the year. However, if the Pride Board does not reverse its decision, she says she will not join our, uh, I will join our city public safety departments that are not participating in the Pride Parade. Oh, that's a bad look for London Breed if she doesn't get to the Pride Parade. Let's be very clear about who we are talking about. Brave women and men who not only have the courage to put on their uniforms and go out and risk their lives every day to serve our city, but who also have the courage to do so as openly out women and men in uniform. I mean, this is pretty rich stuff. It's pretty rich stuff when any Democrat gets out there and supposedly supports law enforcement when they ran an entire mid uh, midterms presidential election, then congressional Senate races as well in 2020, where they ran on the platform, defund the police. 
They were all right with the rioting and the anarchy and the chaos that ensued on big major American cities and streets on uh, all throughout the summer of 2020. Now she says now she she she's supporting law enforcement. Pretty weird if you ask me. San Francisco police officers Pride Alliance said its members would not participate in the parade. Uh, the group said it, it felt like officers were being forced to go back into the closet. Oh, my God. By not being allowed to proudly wear their uniforms. Now, Suzanne Ford, who's the interim executive director of San Francisco Pride. By the way, a tranny. She is a transgender woman, man, I don't know. Apparently, when you become a transgender, so if you're a woman and you transition to become a man, aren't you just a man now? I mean, I don't get it. Why do you get another label? Or if you're you know, a man who transitions to become a woman, aren't you just a woman now? How do you get the label transgender man, transgender woman? I, I don't know. But anyway, so she says, um, well, oh boy, she, he, whatever, it, says, we didn't ask anyone to hide or to denote who they were. We, didn't, we just did not want full uniforms out of harm reduction to marginalized members of our community. Truthfully, folks, I have no idea what that means. But this is the same San Francisco that had last year. And I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding you. This is a headline. San Francisco gay men's chorus faces backlash for, quote, we're coming for your children video. And you know when people get out there and say, well, what, what, is it, what does it have to do to you? What does it have to do with anything in your life, right? You know, the, the choice, in my opinion, of being gay or like I do believe it's a choice, folks. It's as simple as that. I, you can disagree with me all you want, but that's what I do believe. Anyway, so you had the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir. And I, I'm not, I'll read you their lyrics in this song that they proudly, and I'm not kidding you, proudly sing, folks. You can look it up for yourself. It lives on the internet. Quote, you think that will corrupt your children if your if our agenda goes unchecked funny just this once you're correct they sing proudly will convert your children happens bit by bit quietly and subtly and you will barely notice it you can keep them from disco Warn about San Francisco. Make them wear pleated pants. We don't care. We'll convert your children. We'll make them tolerant and fair. Then they sing again. We'll convert your children. Someone's got to teach them not to hate. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. We're coming for them. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. That is what the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir were singing about. Hmm? You really want your children around those people, folks? I don't believe so. But that is what San Francisco is now all about. So I'm warning you now. I would just, you know, 
caution you to stay the you-know-what away from San Francisco. Anyway, not much better. So that's in the United Socialist State of California in San Francisco. By the way, if you're going there, sure to wear flowers in your hair as a Scott McKenzie used to tell us. Now, in the state of Washington, again, not much better than San Francisco. Get this headline. Washington Democratic Socialist. Again, anytime you hear someone saying that they are a Democratic Socialist, you can drop the Democratic. Obviously, they are just a socialist, and why you would believe anything that they have to say is beyond me. Because, again, you know what they are, folks, a downright socialist. Democratic, drop that right off. So, Washington Democratic congressional candidate Rebecca Parson has a bold idea to get Congress to pass housing legislation. Have a million people break into empty houses. Now, how do you like that one? Yeah, we'll just go. She says this. Imagine I proposed a housing for all bill in Congress. Then imagine you, me, and a million of our friends took action and occupied empty houses nationwide. Quote, they couldn't ignore us. By the way, what writes this? This is in Fox News. She says, uh, no one has ever done anything like this. That's why it's going to work. All right. Well, in Washington, just break into houses. That's whatever. They write on the surface, the strategy appears to amount to trespass, a misdemeanor in Washington. Oh, state law does say that it is a defense if the property is abandoned. Uh, She, Parson, occupying buildings, nothing new for her. 2020, she was a spokesperson for the group Tacoma Housing Now, which organized a group of homeless people in 16 rooms at a motel in Washington. The group paid for one night for the rooms. (laughs) Listen to this. Then demanded that the city and state government pay as the people refused to leave. There you go, right? Yeah, just pay for one night. Actually, I'm kidding. Actually, I'm going to stay here. For how long? Forever, actually. And you're going to pay for it. People people finally left after six days when police showed up and ordered them to get out. Parson, who says she's been homeless herself. Oh, how about this, by the way? She says this. She's in, She's not only in support of a $15 minimum wage. Oh, no, 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 no. $15, that's way too low. She says this. The minimum wage shouldn't be $7.25. It shouldn't be $15. It should be $50. She tweeted out, so I kind of want to, why well, keep going? Why do we stop at 30? I still go to 40, go to 50, go to 60, pay everyone everything you want. By the way, she previously ran for Congress in 2020. Won't be surprised to know that she lost in 2020. So, I mean, folks, think about it, though. This is the kind of stuff that we're up against. We have candidates, as far as the Democratic Party goes, we have candidates who are telling people, Break into homes. Just go and trespass. We have people, as far as Joe Unity Biden goes, that says, oh, things are going well, and I'm actually overperforming. You know, it's not like we have a Biden border crisis, Biden baby formula shortage uh, with the so-called surrender in Afghanistan. You know, it's not that we have a president who's mentally, physically, cognitively just gone, totally inept, no longer there. That's the kind of stuff we're up against. How about this? So tomorrow is primary day in Georgia. You have Stacey Abrams, 
who, if you ask her, is running to be reelected as governor in the Peach State. Literally, folks, this is her exact comment from over the weekend. I'm not kidding you. She says that so Abrams, making her second bid for the Georgia governor's mansion, said to fellow Democrats on a Saturday night dinner in Gwinnett County, quote, this is exactly Stacey Abrams' quote. If you're listening to this in Georgia, this is what Stacey Abrams thinks about the state. Quote, I am tired of hearing about being the best state in the country to do business when we are the worst state in the country to live. I mean, boy, oh boy, what a way to get elected. Running in the state of Georgia to be the most powerful person in the state of Georgia. And you say, actually, you know what? This is the worst state to live in. Now, the uh, incumbent governor, current governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp. Now, Brian Kemp, by the way, there is sort of a divide. It's, it's the exact same way what was happening with um, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. Uh, a lot, I don't think a lot of people uh, uh, sort of saw McCormick making the run that he did. Uh, by the way, they're still counting votes in Pennsylvania. How can that be? I mean, this the folks the primary happened six days ago and they're still counting votes you, you talk about mail-in voting oh yeah that's right it's safe and secure and it's the we had the safest election ever if you listen to the pathological prolific pathetic liars in the mainstream media i mean how you can verify this stuff is just totally beyond me six days now we're running into i mean we're pretty soon we're gonna have a month just to count the votes we'll be we'll be start we won't even have we can't even get our next elections around why but we're still counting mail-in balloting. We still got to make sure our preferred candidate is one. So anyway, uh, but but so when it comes to uh, Dr. Oz and McCormick and, and Barnett, Barnett, what was going on there? Sort of had you know the Trump endorsed candidate. Then you had you know, uh, you know more you know Barnett and uh, McCormick as well, who uh, weren't Trump endorsed candidates. I mean, they wanted to be. I mean, it seems at this point, you know. Uh, that if if you're not a Trump endorsed candidate, that you're not going to do too well. I mean, he, he Donald Trump's done pretty well uh, when it comes to endorsing candidates. But same sort of situation is happening in Georgia right now, where you have David Perdue, who is a former senator in the Peach State, going up against um, Brian Kemp, who's the incumbent governor. To me, now Donald Trump isn't happy with Brian Kemp because you know talk, talks about the voting fraud that occurred in 2020. Didn't think that Brian Kemp was tough enough on it. Uh, now, as far as I'm concerned, you you got to look at the person that's the most electable. You know, William F. Buckley, one of the greatest conservatives to ever live. He always talked about that that you have to have an electable candidate. It seems to me as though Brian Kemp is the most electable in Georgia. Um, he came out, by the way, and said, by the way, anyone, if, whether it be Purdue or Kemp, whoever gets the Republican nominee will be miles better than Stacey Abrams, especially the people in Georgia, where she's saying exactly this, quote, Georgia is the worst state, worst state in the country to live. I mean, do you really want that? Kemp says Stacey Abrams may think differently, but I believe Georgia is the best state to live, work, and raise a family. Now, Kemp, remember, Brian Kemp defeated Stacey Abrams in 2018. 
he is still doing consistently polling ahead of Stacey Abrams. Um, and he's supposed he's been polling ahead of uh, David Perdue as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if um, Brian Kemp is the uh, nominee, the Republican primary nominee um, um, tomorrow night. Uh, but I mean, who knows though? I, I, the voting is going to go on for another week if we look at the way what happened in Pennsylvania. And how can it be that some races are fine, like Doug Mastrano's race was called? You know, we had a lot of uh, uh, races in North Carolina that were called. We had this one Pennsylvania Senate race with Dr. Oz and McCormick and Barnett. It, it, it's still not called. I mean, it, it, does it make sense to you? No one questions it, though. No one's skeptical of this in our mainstream media. Um, so you had Joe Unity. It's again, that primary is tomorrow night. Joe Unity Biden earlier today, though. And I'm not kidding you. Here's the question from the reporter. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan? So remember, China now feeling emboldened by Russia going in and invading Ukraine. At any day now, China could go in and invade Taiwan. Well, Joe Unity Biden says this. Yes, that's the commitment we made. He said that he'll get involved militarily to defend Taiwan. He says, I'm not kidding you folks. Almost immediate. And by the way, this is almost immediately is the phrase used by propaganda news CNN. They say the administration almost immediately walked back Joe Unity Biden's comments on Taiwan. Not for the first time he's done this. Like I said, I think the American people are getting sick and tired of Joe Unity Biden now. I think they are fed up with this guy. They see that, oh, he wasn't going to unite the country. Joe Unity Biden, 11 times in his inaugural address. Then he came out with this beauty. When it comes to the gas prices, we're going through an incredible transition. Aha! So that should tell you right then and there, folks. The gas prices right now being the highest we've ever seen before, it's all on purpose. They want Green New Deal radical socialism. You got to buy an electric car to live in this country, according to the Democratic Party. But just make sure it's not a Tesla because Elon Musk is bad. And earlier today, headline, Biden goes more than 100 days without mainstream media interview. Uh, Joe Concha, uh, Fox uh, Fox News contributor, says, if you don't do an interview in 102 days, that shows that his handlers are petrified. He'll say things like he just said about defending Taiwan because that requires a cleanup on aisle five. His la- By the way, think about this. His last media interview was before the Super Bowl with Lester Holt who doesn't care about both sides of the story, just ask him, he'll tell you. Which remains his only one-on-one interview with a mainstream media journalist, well, I'll put that in quotes, in 2022. To get a sense of how much news has struck the country since that time, that was two weeks before Russia invaded Ukraine. And yet, I remember, he told us this was going to be the most transparent administration ever. Okay. Like I said, Americans are fed up with it. Yesterday, headline, most Americans say things going badly under distracted and incompetent Biden. Ouch. That's no good. Nearly 8 in 10 voters. Remember, uh, uh, yeah, 2 in 10 adult voters on um, Friday AP poll. Uh, only 2 in 10 said the country's going in the right direction. 
know, that things are, they approve of Joe Unity Biden. Again, I don't know who those two in 10 could be. Uh, CBS News slash YouGov poll, nearly 8 in 10 voters say things in America are going somewhat or very badly. 69, LOL, percent think the economy is fairly or very bad. And how could you not? Only 44% approve of the job Biden is doing. So, folks, if you find yourself out there and you're ticked off, you're not happy with the state of the country, don't you worry about it. Because there are a lot of Americans, the majority of Americans, feel the exact same way as you and you bet I do. The Hill, President Biden's approval hits new low. This was in a News Nation slash Decision Desk poll. 57% of registered voters say they disapproved of how Biden has handled the presidency. 40% saying they strongly disapprove. 17% saying they somewhat disapprove. And yeah, this NBC News poll indicating that 75% of Americans say the country is headed in the wrong direction under Joe Unity Biden. Well, there is always good news. Now, a majority of the American people, maybe Joe actually unified the American people. Maybe he's brought unity here through failure. Or Donald Trump talked about unity through success. Joe Unity Biden's about unity through failure. For goodness sakes. But there's always good news on this program, folks, because we only have 972 days left of this disastrous administration to endure. We have entered the 798th day of slowing the spread. And like I always say, folks, it is indeed never a bad day to be an American. We are going to get through this administration. We are going to get through it together, folks. Thanks as always for listening to the program. Back here tomorrow night.